One of the most difficult things about being in a show is seeing it come to an end. Three months of hard work and preparation wrapped up into six exhilarating performances, and then it's over. And once the show ends, it creates a vacuum of creative energy. This week has been that for me. So I try to turn the page the best that I can. For instance, I'd grown my hair out for my portrayal of Che Guevara. So last Monday, I decided to get my hair cut. Now, you'd think someone as vain and wannabe hipster as myself would be frequenting the high-end barbershop, fully outfitted with home-brewed beer and organic beard oils. But my level of vanity is only trumped by my level of frugality. So I march with $9 haircut coupon in hand to a nearby Supercuts housed in your typical strip mall. This particular Supercuts, like many, is situated next to a tanning salon. I smile to myself as I make my way inside, passing a leathery female trying to make people believe she just recently returned from a mid-November trip to the Cayman Islands, when in reality, it looked like she'd been visiting the surface of the sun and had only packed country croc as sunscreen. Or maybe it was, I can't believe it's not butter. Either way, I can't believe that people spend money to increase their chance of getting skin cancer. These are the kinds of thoughts that can flash through my head in a matter of seconds. Anyhow, I must have known that this would not be an ordinary haircut since I decided to record the experience. Hi, how are you? Yeah, I did, yeah. Jeffrey? Um, I'm going to go short. I had to grow it out for a theater role that I was doing. Um, Kind of like the Justin Timberlake, I guess, like that everybody has, like the short all the way up to the part and then a little bit to comb, a uh, little height and combing it back on the so top. you want to wear it all back, the top? Uh, well, more like to the side. Up and over. Yeah, up and over, yep. Okay. And then like a two on the sides all the way up, if possible. Or, yeah. I'll start out with the three just in case okay. the two is too short for you. Okay. I went from looking like Che Guevara to looking like a hipster who would be wearing his face on a t-shirt in a matter of minutes. Everything seemed typical for the first 20 minutes. Until the stylist said that she wasn't sure how to cut a particular area of my hair. Everything was good. Halfway through the haircut, she had to get a coworker to come and help her. Now, I've had several hair trimmers meet their maker during a haircut, thanks to my thick and masculine locks. I've even had women fawn over how nice my hair was. Granted, I was only 10 years old at the time, but based on those early experiences, I often thought that my life would end by pushing down the pillars of Dagon's temple in Samson-esque fashion. This had never happened to me before. Why does she need help? I thought. Was she just there to run the register and they were shorthanded so they made her start attempting haircuts? For a moment, I thought my frugality and vanity were playing a game of chicken at my expense. A feeling of dread swept over me as I realized that I could not see the back of my head and this was the part she was getting hung up on. 
This is the three tip? Yes. I was bringing this up higher. Okay. Bring the three probably up to here. Well, he wants, he doesn't want this all the way off. Correct? No, no, well, it's going to come in. Okay. Okay. Being a pessimist at heart, all of the worst case scenarios flash through my mind. I envisioned having to find several different oversized hats to cover my abnormally large cranium in order to conceal the horrible atrocities committed to my luxurious mane of hair. A bit overly dramatic? Yeah, but what do you expect? I am an actor! Did you want to keep it like longer back here? In the back it doesn't matter as much, just more on the top so on I can top? yeah, so okay. I can kinda comb it up and over, so being walked back from the ledge of despair by her stylist colleague, I realized that my worst fears were unfounded, and the remaining part of my haircut went off without a hitch. She even asked to take a picture of my finished haircut. Do you mind if I take pictures of your haircut? No, that's okay. The one yesterday and this one is much better. Sure, my haircut is what you want a picture of, and not the rugged handsomeness upon which my hair rests. Who am I to resist such a request? Especially when I was recording our entire interaction. <laughs> Come to think of it, I still have not seen what the back of my head looks like. Sorry to anybody who sits behind me in church or at the movies. Please don't point and stare. Thank you very much. Have a good day. Call me sentimental if you must. But it's always a difficult time for me when a show comes to an end. The thing I miss most is the people. Was that on stage at the opening? Oh, yeah, it's just really good. Ah, okay. Was she on stage at the opening? They held first The old and new friends. Try to call her on Saturday. Hey, what's up? I miss the music. I miss the lights. A friend from the cast posted online that we shouldn't be sad that it's over, but be glad that it happened. That's true. And I'm trying to see it that way. I said to my wife last night that I feel sorry for the millions of people who still don't know what they were created to do. That's why I dedicate so much of my time and energy encouraging people to figure it out. For me, it's singing and acting. That's the thing I love to do more than anything else in the world. It's the thing I would regret most if I didn't pursue it. And I'm so thankful that I was able to find a career that allows me to pursue that passion. But on days like these, I recall a time when I had no idea what I was supposed to do with my life. And I thank God. I thank Him for allowing me the opportunity to rediscover my passion for the performing arts. And then giving me the courage and fortitude to endure some very lean months in order to pursue my dreams. I thank him for a family who loves me and supports me, for a wife and children that I don't deserve. I've been given a gift, and I never want to forget that. I want to share it with the world, and I don't mean share my talents with the world. I mean I want others to have the gift of being able to do something that they love. Remember to make some time in your schedule for something you love to do. Life is short, and no one ever regrets not working more. 
They regret not taking the time to enjoy life and invest in their passion. Ah, the mall. Me and the mall have a love-hate relationship. For instance, I love the food court. Where else can you get cheesesteaks, Chick-fil-A, Asian cuisine, and Orange Julius all at the same time? What I hate is just about everything else. My very first job was in a mall, coincidentally in the food court at a Chick-fil-A. But the mall during the day is a depressing place to be, for me at least. I remember times when I would walk through the mall on my break and I would see 13-year-old kids acting like they were grown-ups, hanging all over each other, making out all this swagger like they're too cool for school. I used to love going up to them and telling them that their mommy is waiting for them outside. I tend to do things like that, and it bothers my wife so much. In fact, when I was preparing for this episode, I remembered that some 10 years ago, when I used to do a radio show with a friend of mine, I went on a rant about them all. Here's a clip. Now, keep in mind, this was recorded 10 years ago, when I was 22. I always see these 13-year-old kids in the mall, and they're like together, and I always look at them and I say, like, my wife gets back, so I'm like, hey, your mom's waiting for you outside. <laughs> it's like, they're, they're 13 years old, they have no responsibility, they got nothing going on, they're like, we're in love, and we're hooking up, and we're doing, I'm like, you're just dumb. Your mom's like still changing your diaper. Why don't you grow up? <laughs> oh man, you just getting, railed on I'm just everybody. It. That's like go to the mall sometimes. Adults, if you're listening, why do you let your kids go to the mall? I mean, it's just like it's the cesspool of the world. God, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I used to work at a, a fast food restaurant that was in a mall, and uh, it just I hated the mall before that, and I just have a strong distaste for it. But uh, anyway, what am I talking about? I don't know. That was a pet peeve of yours, I think. <laughs> yeah, I, I like to vent on the show sometimes. It's my downfall. Yeah. Sadly, not much has changed from my perspective. For example, anytime I see kids smoking or acting a fool, as they say, it takes all of my self-control not to go up to them and yank the cigarette out of their mouth and yell, It's 2016! No one thinks you're cool because you're smoking! You look like an idiot! Uh-oh. Rant alert! Nothing bothers me more than preteens and young teens acting like adults. You don't get that right until you have some responsibility. If your parents are still driving you around and giving you spending money, then you might as well be wearing a diaper as far as I'm concerned. Kids want freedom but not responsibility, money without bills, privacy without accountability. As a parent, if I pay to put a roof over my kids' heads, then every square inch of that house is under my oversight. That means that no part of that home is off limits to me. It just doesn't work that way. I find it funny that parents hover over their kids when they're little and they get very overprotective. But as they get older and are capable of doing far worse damage to themselves and others, we ease up because we don't want to cramp their style. I feel like it should be the reverse. That's just me. You can criticize me all you want. I don't care. But I implore you, parents, please teach your kids how to be respectable, humble, good citizens who contribute to society without a hint of entitlement. Somehow those lessons are missed by a large majority of society today, and we are feeling the negative effects. Rant over. So, I recently took my kids to the mall. With them, it can be fun, but I always have to preface every trip with, don't ask for everything you see. 
or Christmas is next month. I'm not going to buy you anything now. Yada, yada, yada. You know the drill. So here we are. Our first stop was getting my son's watch fixed. Yeah, I just wanted to see if you could take a look at his watch and see if it was able to be repaired or worth being repaired. <laughs> um, Jesse, please don't put it in there anymore. So, uh, it's a slap watch, but the second hand, like, fell off. Oh, okay. So, I don't know if it's even possible to yeah, do Yeah, we can do that. Okay. Uh, and then, like, Sam, it's just an estimate or something of how much it would be. Sam, the second hand fell off? Can you fix that? Yeah. Take a look at it. It may have not. Yeah. Um, I would have to drop your movement and everything like that and fix it. It'll be like 20 bucks. Okay. Alrighty. Yeah. Let me take a look and see if I can get it. Yeah, that'd be great. And if I can't, obviously, there's no uh, problem. Oh, thank you. Just give me about like 20 minutes. Or oh, something. yeah, sure. Thank awesome. You. Thank you. I'm really. They're going to take a look at it. We'll come back in like 20 minutes. Okay. Next, we made yeah. the journey to one of our favorite stops. The hobby store. It has everything a young boy would want. Drones, model cars, trains, airplanes. Can you look in there if you want? We're not getting anything, so don't ask for it. Whoa, that drone is $1,300. The one down there. It's $1,299. Yeah. They're pretty. No, you don't. Rolling spider. I saw that before. Yeah, it's a hundred dollars. That thing is is so much. What's that? That one. That's the drone that was flown um, with the. uh, Yeah, it's pretty. Pretty expensive stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, like a little one? Yeah. Well, we'll see about that. How does it work? Oh, this is just like $30. It's $12. USB charge cord. It's $30. Ooh, it can be stents. It's for flying indoors. I will, thank you. That one's crazy. Look at that. Yeah, we did that before. Did you? The cars didn't fall off? Sometimes. Sometimes. If you go too fast. The one that you mostly fall off is like that one. Really? That doesn't look like you would fall off that one. The Hudson Hornet. It's like in cars. Whoa. Back to the Future model car. Oh, yeah. That's funny. I'm going to show you the one I'm going to get. Okay. This? Motor City Muscle. This one. I made them two flat. Mm, and this one. This one. Back to Future 2. This one. And this one. All of those? Yeah. Oh, that's like $200. Yeah. yeah.
They even allow you to rent time on their racetracks for remote-controlled cars. The funny thing is, it's always being used by middle-aged men. In fact, come to think of it, I think we are usually the only ones under 50 in that store. I'm not entirely sure why that is, but it's something to note. I'm just dying to see What I like about them, they're not as fast as the Skelectric's open wheels. I think the speed really is just right. For my Any faster would be nasty. All right, we're going to move on to the next store to look at. We also like to stop in the video game store for obvious reasons. I really appreciate the fact that people are interested in classic video games again. There's a system that actually allows you to play old Nintendo, Super Nintendo, and Sega Genesis games all in one console. It's pretty sweet. Wow, it's like exactly the same. You must be used to that. Oh, are you playing? Oh, you are. Oh, yeah, here you go. This is the very original Super Mario Brothers game. That's why it looks like that. <laughs> There's no stomping or anything like that. I know this this thing is a bonus level. Hey, get back here! If you're looking to get me something for Christmas, I recommend that. It's under a hundred dollars. You can just send it to me. Now, for someone who doesn't typically enjoy the mall, this past week I spent more time in the mall than I care to admit. No, I wasn't doing Christmas shopping. Actually, I was turning the tables and making the mall work for me. You see, when you work in real estate, there are certain times in the year where things tend to slow down. Typically the end of summer, right before the school year, and as the holidays approach. Nobody is moving before school starts or before Christmas. So being self-employed, you try to find creative ways to make some extra jingos around the holidays. Shout out to my dad for that slang word. This year, I'm performing in a Christmas-themed dinner theater. But what brought me to the mall was the prestigious opportunity of performing market research. That's right. Just like with the election, I have a voice that needs to be heard. And this voice decides whether a specific product or marketing approach is effective to white males in their 30s. Can I get a witness? That doesn't work for a white male in his 30s. I'm part of that coveted demographic. In this case, it was a tuna taste test. The reward? $40 of cold hard cash. So I arrived promptly for my appointment and discovered that a friend of mine has also caught on to my money-making scheme. This guy should not be here. What's up, man? What's up, man? How are you? You're making money? Did you yeah. Yeah, exactly right. That's correct. Yeah, I know. They call you too. They did, yeah. Um, I just see it and fill this out for me. Sure, thanks. Um, if I could get a copy, I don't need to make a copy of your ID. Go ahead and take you back and get you started on your uh, right. taste test. Hey, I'm back. How are you? Yeah, no problem. You too. You too? Um, day two, yes. Uh, so after trying different brands of tuna for over an hour, I make my way to the door to get paid. Hey, let's get you paid. Oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sure. 
No problem. Thank you, guys. <clears throat> Needless to say that I don't need to eat tuna for the rest of the year. But hey, the $40 I made will pay for our babysitter on a much-needed date night. So in a way, you can say that my frugality is an investment in my marriage. Anyway, don't judge me. When you put all of your hopes in an expected outcome that doesn't come to fruition, you can become disenfranchised or disillusioned. But it doesn't have to be that way. As many of you know, I'm pretty outspoken about the fact that my dream is to one day perform for Sight and Sound Theaters in Lancaster. It's a professional theater that produces biblical musicals and runs all year round. Last year, on a whim, I submitted a demo reel to them in hopes of getting a chance to audition. I didn't really think I had a chance, but I figured, what the heck? To my surprise, they invited me to come to their invite-only auditions. So I went to my first professional theater audition and did my best, though in hindsight, I was wildly unprepared. I actually made it to the end of the day without being cut, so I went home feeling pretty good about my chances. That was until I found out how the process works. Since it was my first professional theater audition, I had no idea what I was in for. After waiting over two months to find out, all the while struggling to stay afloat in my new business, I got that dreaded email rejection. Truthfully, I was devastated. I saw this opportunity as a lifeline and I had misguidedly put all of my hope and faith in this thing working out for me. Now, as I regularly outline on my blog and in the podcast, I've made my share of mistakes and missteps along the road of life. But for some reason, I felt that if they were all leading to this moment, it would, in a way, validate or redeem all of that mess I had created. But here I was again, a floundering startup business and no clear direction for 2016. Shortly after receiving my rejection email, I realized that if I was going to succeed in my business going forward, then I needed to make a change. It was around this time that I started to take both my life as an actor and as an entrepreneur more seriously. I realized that if I was going to build a business, then I needed to study and apply myself to business. If I was going to succeed in realizing my dream, then I needed to improve as an actor. In some ways, the rejection was the catalyst for everything I've accomplished over the past year. If I hadn't been rejected by Sight & Sound for the 2016 season, then I would have never launched the Real Person Real Needs podcast. And I wouldn't have rolled out the funding campaign, where I give a portion of my commission from every real estate transaction to someone who needs a safe place to call home. If I had not been rejected, I would not have been able to donate $2,500 of my own commission to people who need help. In the past, I would have seen this rejection as a closed door, a missed opportunity. But thankfully, my wife was there to keep me from giving up. She told me that this rejection could just be a test to see how badly I wanted to pursue my dream. It was through her support that I committed to getting better and giving it my best shot rather than throwing in the towel and quitting. So I began to study entrepreneurs to improve my business acumen 
I also started to study actors and the art of auditioning. I began to formulate a plan. Then I started to test and try new things and develop my skill set through practice. Then I chose to aggressively pursue my dream. I launched my new business model and started going on professional theater auditions. I also cut ties with my previous real estate broker to find the right group of people to surround myself with in order to succeed. Things have been difficult at times this year, since I basically rebooted my career after only one year. But thankfully, I discovered that in order to succeed, I needed to do things that were true to the core of my convictions. I realized that valleys are part of the journey and that persistence in the face of adversity or rejection is crucial. Finally, I now understand that things don't simply happen overnight. One choice does not produce change in an instant. It is by doing the right things, day in and day out, and not wavering or growing weary, that real change begins to happen. Through patience, we can finally begin to see the fruit of our labor. And when this fruit comes after experiencing failure or rejection, it is all the more sweet, and you'll never take it for granted. So why did I bring all of this up? Well, I was invited back to Sight & Sound this year to audition again. And I believe I did even better this time because of the work that I've put into developing my craft. But after waiting another two plus months... On behalf of Human Resources and Central Casting, Sight & Sound Theaters, thank you for your patience during this remarkably busy time. It has been an exceptional casting season this year, and we must thank you for your efforts throughout this season. We thank you for sharing your brilliant talents and hearts of service with the Sight and Sound Ministry. In preparation for and throughout this year, we prayed as we sought the Lord's guidance to show us the most fair assessment of each performer's skills and what they would bring to the team. As we all are aware, the casting aids for each season depend greatly upon the specific demands of each individual production. Those needs can vary greatly from show to show and from season to season. We do not have a role for you currently in our upcoming 2017 season. We encourage you to keep in touch and audition again in the future. This is by no means a closed door. On behalf of Human Resources and Central Casting, Sight and Sound Theaters, God bless, Godspeed, and of course, break a leg. Casting Director. I was smacked in the face again with the feeling of rejection. I'm disappointed for sure. But knowing all of the good that came out of 2016 after the last rejection, I take solace in the fact that 2017 is almost here and I have the opportunity to improve and accomplish some amazing things. So if you're feeling the sting of rejection, remember to take a step back and find ways to use that rejection as a catalyst to improve and do the most good with the time you have. Instead of lamenting a lost opportunity, take advantage of the opportunity to get better. I know I will. Here's a quote by Tony Robbins. The more rejection you get, the better you are. The more you've learned, the closer you are to your outcome. 
For more information on this topic of pursuing your dream, you can download my free ebook at www.sixwordsbook.com. That's www.the6wordsbook.com. For those of you that are longtime listeners, I want to thank you for staying subscribed to the podcast. And if you're new, I encourage you to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on any podcatcher app that you use. It's called the Acting Realtor Podcast. Simple as that. If you'd like to get in touch with me, you can email me at jeff at actingrealtor.com. That's G-E-O-F-F at actingrealtor.com. Subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review on iTunes. Until next time, thanks for listening and Godspeed.